Hello and welcome to episode 86 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Callie Plaguey. Hello. Jean-Luc Seipke. Hi. And Tamar Hussein. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting episode. Uh, for those of you who aren't on Twitter or didn't see, this is Callie's last week at GameSpot. So this is her last podcast. We are very sad, but also very excited for what's next for her. We should, we should say last podcast as a member of staff at yes. GameSpot. Because yeah. you said last podcast, which means she'll never make a podcast ever no, th- again. this is it. And two, she might not be. Oh, this is, this is it. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> I'm being Normal kicked. Podcast. I'm get episode 86. I'm getting 86. It all no, makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, my last week. It's so weird to say that because it doesn't feel that way, probably because it's all been from home, but also because... I am still going to talk to these dudes every day. So I, I got TikToks to send. I got, mm-hmm. we have, we have games to play. Like I'm going to, so mm-hmm. we're basically going to be doing after dark, but just like on Xbox party chat or whatever. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel final yet. Um, but I am excited about what's coming up for me. Um, it's it's gonna be cool. I I'm gonna miss this so much. I'll probably uh, talk about that more a little bit later. And I I, I uh, put some posts in the um, Gamespot Discord uh, just to thank the community, especially of this of this podcast, uh, for being so supportive and being so awesome. And like it makes me want to do the podcast. It's I genuinely look forward to this every week that I'm on. I'm not on every week, of course, but uh, it's always the highlight of my week. So I'm excited to do one last one for now. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Well, before we move on, do you want to talk a little bit about your trajectory at GameSpot, what you've done, what you've accomplished? Because you've done a lot in the four years you've been here, and it'd be cool to highlight some of those accomplishments. Sure. Um, I started as an associate editor, uh, just kind of doing little bits of everything. Um, I had already been focusing pretty hard on reviews uh, just from for my career leading up to that point. Um, But I was doing them kind of on the side. I had other uh, responsibilities. And so starting at GameSpot, I was joining an editorial team for the first time. That was really exciting after doing a lot of editorial work and being pretty involved in that. And uh, good old Peter Brown uh, very quickly took me under his wing and and started getting me editing uh, reviews alongside him, uh, kind of just training to, to do that. Uh, he saw something in me and I ha- I really owe uh, Peter a lot. He really fought for me. He really uh, worked hard to, to teach me, you know, show me the ropes of uh, reviews editing. Um, and, you know, that helped me get to reviews editor uh, less than two years after I started. I think I became reviews editor in 2018, summer of 2018. So, uh, it was it was really cool. It was like I I felt really confident in my abilities. Like I was like ready to hit the ground running, and so I've been doing that since. But of course, I've been doing all sorts of stuff. You might have seen me on uh, Gamespot Daily. Rest in peace. Um, did some some news hosting or streaming or you know writing guides. I loved writing guides, especially. Um, that's just something I've always wanted to do. Like I used to read game guides for fun when I was like 10 and 
getting to write them, I was like, this is what all of that reading was for. Woo. <laughs> um, so it's uh, that's kind of like the cliff cliff's note. Wow. Cliff notes. Cliff's notes. Is Cliff Lesinski's notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also um, I learned something from from pretty much everybody that I've worked with. So like working with Tamor has been awesome, like getting to work so closely with you on the more senior team doing our behind the scenes, whatever the fuck we do. Um, like I've learned so much from you, obviously Jake and John Luke, like you are my, my eyes on the inside with what's going on with video. You guys have taught me a lot about what makes a good video. And, you know, I, I try to apply that when I'm working on scripts for video reviews. Uh, I've gotten to improve my VO. Uh, that was something that I, I always really struggled with. Um, and also I've just made a lot of friends. Um, and it's been weird not seeing all those friends for a whole year. We used to drink weekly <laughs> at work. <laughs> Some weeks would be daily. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, obviously not everybody, but um, we used to like, that's a, that's kind of shorthand for saying we used to hang out a lot after work. We would hang out and play smash or Mario Kart or, or whatever. Watch and movies in the speed zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watch movies. Uh, my going TikToks. away party is mm -hmm. yeah. And, and vine compilations um, yep. for, yeah. for my going away party. We are watching the mummy 1999. Um, nice. The, my favorite movie ever. <laughs> so, that's <perfect> film. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's just carrying on that tradition. Um, so yeah, I've, like I, I said on Twitter, like I've made a lot of memories and I really meant that like so many memories at GameSpot that I wouldn't trade for anything. So I'm just really that's why it doesn't feel like I like this is my final day at GameSpot because I'm just like I'm still part of GameSpot is how I feel like I'm still going to chat with everybody and I'll be in the discord and, you know, I can become a, a friend of the show uh, finally. Yeah. I can achieve my true purpose of being a friend of the show, <laughs> just like my dad who doesn't listen. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, so it, it's really cool. I had a lot of opportunities to just, like I said, getting to do stuff outside of editorial hosting, learning more about video. Uh, I got to go to Japan for work, which was, I had never been to Japan before. And that was one of my like lifelong goals. I wanted to go to Japan my entire life. Uh, I was like born a Japanophile person. Um, <laughs> I was born. Well, no, the thing is, I was really interested in going to Japan and in Japanese history before I was like interested in anime. That's my little fun fact about myself is I was actually like just a history. I was like, wow, how cool. How what an old country. America is so boring. We have nothing old here. And like I just you got do really... now. You've got Joe Biden. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. You have Prince Philip, though. So yeah, that man is. I do not know how he is alive. He's, He's actively old. decaying. He is. He is. He is, he feels like if Sekiro went far far enough, like he's the avatar of Dragon Rot. Where he's like, <laughs> he's the reason he's alive is because he's siphoning energy from the people around him. Yeah, I, I look at him. I'm like, we're being weakened at Bernie's, like, <laughs> like a hundred percent. I I don't know what's going on, but anyway. Every time there's a picture of him, you're like, that man is purple. He's clearly <laughs> dead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, uh, 
royals do not interact. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, like podcasting also has been something that I just really enjoyed. Uh, I've gotten to to be on a lot of people's uh, podcasts, like as a guest, which has been super fun. It's such a great way to get to know people, and then having guests on the show has been an awesome way to connect with other people in the industry, especially during the pandemic. So I value all of that so much. Um, it's also, you know, I won't beat around the bush. I've also had a rough time sometimes with uh, reviews, as is plainly apparent. Anybody can see how that goes down. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting in the past couple of weeks reflecting on all of that. And, and you know, looking back on the last four years of my life, that's all of high school. Like this mm -hmm. is like I'm graduating from high school. It's so weird. Um, Video game so, high school. Yeah. Done yeah, it. So, you've, so, yeah. you've you've edited many of my reviews and um, always improved them. And every time I like go back to them, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that Callie read through this. And and we've worked on a lot of stuff together. But I will say, I think the best thing I've worked on you with is Extra Life when we did the potion seller recitation <laughs> <Iconic>. <laughs> during your pokemon run oh, what was that was the pokemon run okay that I, was the pokemon yeah. nuzlocke run i yeah. have that on a hard drive so i need to yes. <laughs> need to go get that dig drive. that out <laughs> i think i tweeted it at one point so i'm sure i could find it it's um, it's in there it's in the internet somewhere it was yeah. I, I mean we both deserve oscars i think uh -huh, i agree for that performance i agree i'm gonna dig um, that out afterwards and reshare it <laughs> Actually, after watching Jake's Oblivion video, I just, everybody I saw, just, I was like, oh, is this what Potion Seller is based on? Because. <laughs> yeah, huh, probably. Like, I've yeah, never, yeah, it definitely I, is. Yeah. I've never played Oblivion, and then I saw it, and I was like, that face looks a lot like the Potion Seller. And then everything made sense, and my <laughs> life had to I, after watching Jake's video on Oblivion, have been walking around. Luckily, like, Chastity is very, very forgiving, and. Um, my roommate um, and uh, I don't know if she just hears and ignores me or if she just doesn't hear me but every now and then I was walking around just going stop just <laughs> <laughs> violated the law you violated a law and I like every and then I have to catch myself you're like shit you're not there's other people there's another person in this house please be careful it it also helped me understand uh, there was this uh, there's that Billie Eilish song where she says stop what the yeah. hell are you talking about? But people have edited it, so it's stop. You violated the law. Uh, and I yeah. everything everything's clicking. So thanks to Jake that for making mix, that video. <laughs> that mix of the Oblivion it's God good. and Billy so Eilish. Good. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Well, um, I also wanted to point out too, you reviewed some of GameSpot. You've reviewed some of the biggest games of the past four years as well. You reviewed Death Stranding, you reviewed Cyberpunk, you reviewed The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, just Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. like not even just the biggest games in the last four years, like some of the biggest games in the decade. And you've killed it on every single one. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I think one thing that really stands out and something that I don't think you get enough credit for is your Last of Us Part Two review. Uh, yeah. I uh, so you wrote that you had what well, to be fair, we had we had more time with Last of Us Part we Two actually, than we, we had did. a good amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Sony sent that early, which was nice. That doesn't happen very frequently. It still wasn't three months early, like what the New Yorker said once or something like that. I think this is <laughs> yeah. the second week in a row I've dunked on the New Yorker. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know if it's them. Or maybe it was the New York Times I dunked on last week. Anyway, but 
Just so Jake a- out here with a shotgun. Yeah. Just <laughs> hunting. Hunting. But, like, your, your critique about The Last of Us Part Two and about how the only kills that matter in the are, are in the cutscenes is something that people picked up on much later than you and then acted like it was their idea or something they said originally. <laughs> I love Nakey Jakey. I think his videos are great, but that's exactly what he did. He only pointed to IGN's review when he was, like, comparing it because IGN gave it a 10. You know, they had their reasons for giving it a 10, whatever. But, but I was like watching it as much as I like his videos, I was frustrated because I was like, Kelly said all this much more concise too. Uh, and, and that's something that like, I, I, I don't think you get enough credit for. And it's something that I, you should be proud of among many other things. There's a remarkable amount of things that, that is perfectly applicable. We won't name it game by game, but I feel like in totally. every review that Callie has done, like this is this is not to say like Callie was right. This is to say, or GameSpot was right. This is to say that Callie is one of those rare reviewers that is able to read between the lines, look beneath the surface, and also analyze mechanics, narrative, you know, things in, in a way that feels short cold. time frame. In, a, mm. in such a short time frame and pick up on things that, People will understand weeks, months later and think they're geniuses for figuring out. And like, I mean, there's an obvious one, like right now, which is <laughs> cyberpunk. I didn't want to bring like, up that one. <laughs> like, let's just let's just say let's just say it. Like <laughs> Cyberpunk, the review for Callie Callie's review got her a lot of shit. You look at it now, and people are like pointing out the things that are in that review as being like a problem and we were like and like bless Callie she hasn't gone on a victory lap to be like fuck everyone remember when I said this shit I because you have you have, have I, if that was me I would be out there with like metaphorical just that the cyberpunk it would just, be mine yeah I would be in there I would be replying to every single comment of being like remember when I said that asshole how do you feel um, but you have a little more decorum, a little more pride, and a little more. Um, your ego is less damaged than mine is <laughs> so easily. But like, like the the long and short of it is like not only one of the best reviews editors, easily one of the best reviewers I've ever encountered. So uh, yeah, your 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 place here is going to be sorely missed. Yeah, but your what your work here will outlast um, you and 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 probably a lot of us and the site. Well said. Thank you guys. That means so much to me because to be honest, when something like the cyberpunk reaction happens, like I really don't feel very good at my job. You know, like I, I very frequently, like I've been looking at the responses coming in from people, like, like the eye mouth eye emoji combination, just like what? Because it's really easy to let those kinds of negative reactions kind of overtake your opinion of yourself. And I, I think that definitely happened to me to an extent. Like, like I, I just, I didn't, I had, I wouldn't have said like, Oh, I, I think I'm such a great reviewer, you know, cause I definitely didn't feel like one for a long time. So it means a lot to hear that. Uh, and to hear the last of a shout out, I was pretty proud of that review. I actually didn't get a lot of shit for that one, which was refreshing. And I wrote two reviews for that game. So yeah. I'm yeah. proud of that. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, the one that I always shout out, my my magnum opus, how to get into competitive Pokemon that Sorry I worked on it. with Jake. <laughs> I 
pretty proud of that. Also, very, very proud of my um, guide to hybrid flowers in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Super comprehensive. You got mm-hmm. planet really squares in there too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that Animal Crossing guide has become some sort of gargantuan thing that I'm like, I hope no one has to. I don't know who's going to upkeep that because holy shit. <laughs> Uh, it's it's been it's i mean i started when i started like it, the switch was coming out and breath of the wild had just come out and i one of my first assignments uh at GameSpot was to do breath of the wild guides and i had to do a guide to like the korok seeds and i was like well i can't do a guide to all 900 so i'm just going to do a guide of like how to identify that like i was I, I definitely mm. hit the ground running with the Breath of the Wild guides, and I just went from there. We've we have many E3s under our belts mm-hmm. together, um, and yeah, it's been. I, I mean, like the thing is, like I have group chats with all of you, and we're just mm. like we shoot the shit all day long. So I am very excited to like here's some like you guys are gonna be like did you see that crazy news this drama that happened i'm gonna be like blissfully unaware because i didn't check twitter because i don't have to Mm. because i won't be writing (laughs) and i'll just be like wow interesting please tell me all about it uh but yeah i don't know what the point of saying that was i'm just i'm I'm excited (laughs) i'm looking forward to when we're all vaccinated and we can go back into the world because we are like we have to have one big have left during quarantine yeah. uh, party. It's like you and Peter, and like Rob. Anthony Rob. and Rob and Will. and Will and so many people. That's Chris. the that's the saddest. Other Will yeah. will fly him. Will fly him in. Other Will. Yeah. yeah. This that's the saddest part of this. Like so many people have moved on, but we've not been able to like be in the same physical space and kind of like commiserate be excited mm. you know just shoot the shit but we still have to do that i think uh, once once this is over i agree yeah mm-hmm. well we should probably talk about what we've been playing <laughs> slash doing this week sorry to change the <laughs> subject like that uh i guess i i will start because once again i'm talking about the same thing i talked about last week which is super smash bros because i'm determined to get good at this game but I'm not improving as quickly as I'd like, so I'm very frustrated. <laughs> Are you playing as Hank Hill or not? I'm not playing as Hank Hill. Well, I, when I play online, I am. Tamor sent me a, was it a TikTok? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like a TikTok of, of like uh, Hank Hill. Pl- I don't know, there must have been some scene. I don't I don't watch Hank Hill, but he's like plugging in a controller into, oh, oh someone made yep, it. Yep, plugging yep, yep. into a controller into <laughs> thing. And then like it goes, I don't know what the hell is going on here, but... Someone needs their ass kicking and it comes to like a, a me of his character in the thing. And it's just a, like a, a compilation of him kicking the shit out of everyone. It's <laughs> like so good. Uh, but yeah, that game is very deep. There's a lot to learn. I have been playing Lucina for a very long time and I'm starting to question that life choice. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe I should have played someone else. And the thing is, is that I've dedicated so much time to Lucina that whenever I decide I'm going to try to learn someone else, I play for a little bit and I, nope, nope. <laughs> it's going to take me too long to figure out these combos, these moves, uh, these tilts, whatever it might be, that I always go back to Lucina and I feel like I've hit my ceiling with Lucina, but I I want to get better because I have two friends I play with regularly and they're both better than me and it infuriates me so much. <laughs> It gets me so mad. 
I know uh, who you should you should train against is Ben Jacob because Ben is he's the most fun person. I was thinking about how yeah. I'm afraid to play Smash against you when we can all finally see each other in person well, and do thing a big is, Smash tournament. The, the thing is, is that like I'm only good at one v one. We play we play multiplayer. It doesn't matter. Like three, but, like I'm I'm screwed. I, I don't win the, those. The the best part about playing Smash with Ben Janka is that he is just messing around the whole time but he's also so good yeah. like he's never gonna get mad about anything he's so good natured but he'll also just absolutely destroy you <laughs> so it's like a very different kind of challenge i think you should you should uh challenge ben to some 1v1 i think uh that yeah. would give you a different kind of training like some weird jedi train like he's like the yoda of smash bros for you and you can learn yeah. new things that'd be good yeah, he's gonna he's gonna train your emotions not your playing <laughs> that's what They'll i need because i need you. to be in the mindset to understand like I i've been playing online a lot and first of all the global smash points or whatever is the worst ranking system i've ever seen in a video game first of all it takes into account your ranking from single player stuff and so oh. that boosts your rating online so i'm playing characters i've never played online and my rating seven million gsp which means i'm fighting against like really sweaty marths who are just <laughs> kicking my ass nonstop, and i have to lose like 50 times in a row to get myself down to where i need to be in order to like properly train with that character. So the only character I play online is Lucina because that's the only one that's ranked properly. But even then, I'll like win like 12 games in a row and I'll go up like 100,000 GSP and then I'll lose two and drop like 3 million. 3 million is an exaggeration, but nonetheless. <laughs> that That's probably what makes me the angriest is the stupid GSP system. And I found out the other day that if your GSP is high enough, you can unlock Elite Smash which match makes with better people. Didn't know this was a thing. Apparently it's been in there for a long time. And now I actually, now I care more about GSP, which is more frustrating because GSP is so stupid. Anyway. Don't, don't unlock it each smash. It's just like clubhouse. You go in there and it's just people trying to sell you NFT bullshit. Yeah. Well, I heard, <laughs> I heard it's a lot of people doing like bullshit strategies and, and it is, I don't think it would be that fun. I just want, like if I unlocked Elite Smash, because you can lose it if you start to lose a lot, I'd unlock Elite Smash, get that menu item there, and never play it. Just have it there. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, that's my Smash Bros. rant. The, <laughs> the game is very good. It's just, it's just a lot. <laughs> uh, other than that, I watched the Snyder Cut for some reason. It took, it took a lot of. I I, I don't know why I did it. Actually, I know why I did it because I wanted to watch Red Letter Media's review of it. And uh, boy, it took a lot of willpower to get through that movie. I didn't. I didn't dislike it. it. I didn't dislike. Okay, I, w I won't spoil anything. I didn't dislike it. It's just like it's Why? so indulgent. It's that's the thing. Like uh, it is indulgent. I think I firstly it is immediately better than the Joss Whedon cut. Of oh, that's yeah. what well, I've heard. Yeah, I actually like, haven't seen the Joss Whedon cut, but I watched like. The, just, the, the thing about the reason I would recommend people watch it is to see it's like Joss Whedon came in and went, fuck Zack Snyder yep. for everything he's done in the bin. And like, I'm like, how, how was this filmed and not used? This is unbelievable. It's just straight up four hours of like new material, which yeah. makes you new think characters, new yeah, scenes, new... which makes you think like, why did Joss Whedon hate this so much? One, because Joss Whedon's an utter prick, it turns out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Two, I think Joss Whedon's always kind of been a hack. Um, and like, 
he's taken the 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 praise of people who are way better than him um and like i watched that within like even 10 minutes in i was like this is already a better movie like this is already a more interesting movie and the thing that happens within that first 10 minutes is the dumbest thing that you could happen it's like superman screaming and it's sending shockwaves around the world and activating like and it's just this you're like this is so stupid but at least it's going for something at least it's trying yeah and it's and it's like being like a broody movie Whereas the like fake Joss Whedon humor that they try to shove into his cut of the thing is just awful. I, I, I watched a I video of like that stuff and I was, because I haven't seen either of these, but I was just like baffled at some of like the jokes that they so yeah, bad. they yeah. included. Like uh, I think, but I think Justice League and but is one of the few movies where I've like literally put my 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 hand my face into my hands during the screening because i was i was so like distraught at what i was seeing it's it is like abysmally bad but like this isn't amazing it's just it is better it's a it's competent movie now yeah it's just it's just a fascinating example of two creators and how divergent the creative process can be and also like a a fascinating kind of look into joss whedon clearly not like giving a shit about what anyone else a vision and just coming in and thinking i'm just gonna do what i want this is what people want from me i'm gonna make a movie and putting out um, like just a golden turd of a movie you also got to imagine like the corporate meddling like the executives who are like it needs to be more like this and then joss whedon's just sitting there going like how much money are you giving me yeah, yeah, yeah. sure okay here i'll write a yeah. put some joke. jokes in there we need some jokes and oh okay. joss whedon's like okay we'll do a." We'll do a scene of of Wonder Woman and Batman walking through a park talking about jokes or some shit. Like I don't know. Like I watched some Barry of those Allen scenes. will talk about brunch. Yeah, to Batman. Yeah. I watched some of those scenes and it was just like, like what? Like they they just seem they just don't fit at all to what I saw. Because I haven't seen the original cut and I don't think I'll ever watch it at this point. Uh, and I think I think it was interesting watching that movie without seeing the original cut. And I think that's why. I probably didn't enjoy it as much as I <laughs> right. hoped. I get, I don't know. Yeah. Is I, I like, I enjoyed watching it. Like it was a fun movie, but man, they could have cut 45 minutes out, maybe more. Uh, yeah. It could have been like, it still is like, there's still like a lot of stupid bullshit in it. Like I think, I think IGN did a story that 10% of the movie is slow motion. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> like There's a lot of slow motion and like, there's just, Firstly, Wonder Woman, I, for some reason, just don't like anything with her. Like, it is, there's something about the way they make her fight that it's just like, the bank scene is, is like looking at it where she's like moving really fast. And I'm like, that is horrible. It looks so bad. <laughs> the MVP in the first hour, 45 minutes that I've watched is there's this Amazonian woman, um, a warrior who like, there's a chase to grab one mm-hmm. of the mother boxes and she pulls the mother the box most... is like infinity stone yeah, except yeah yeah <laughs> oh, she you. she she pulls the most baller move i have ever seen she like the mother box is on the floor she like jumps off her horse and like comes crashing to the floor quickly wraps a a, a rope around one the mother box and then just like launches it away from her 
Um, and then the other side of the rope wraps it into an arrow and just fires it across the uh, island. And I was like, that was the most baller thing I've seen. Because the arrow goes like flying through the air. And, and then in the distance, another Amazonian catches it. warrior like leaps <laughs> off a horse, catches it in midair and lands on a thing <laughs> and like pulls it in and just goes. And I was like, give them a movie. Like, make them <laughs> the heroes. <laughs> I was like, those two are fucking lit. Look at that coordination. That's <laughs> I don't give a shit what Superman and Cyborg have to say now. Like, they can't do this shit. And then it cuts to like Bruce talking to Arthur Curry. And I'm like, oh my God, not this again. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Zack Snyder, which I could. I could go on about my opinions on Zack Snyder. But I, I am at least happy that he got to finally make like the movie he wanted to make. I mean, yeah, like, I feel like there's so many examples of like uh, corporations like, you know, meddling with films or, you know, like think think of like the version of Metal Gear Solid five will never get right. Mm -hmm. the, the Kojima cut that we'll never have. Um, and like even like it, solo that original shot solo film that Disney canned and had yeah. Howard take over because yeah. allegedly it was too funny or something like that. Which is like, yeah, probably just like why did why did you hire the guys who made 21 Jump Street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lego movie. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah it's like you know he so often like those those original visions get cut or chopped up and you know like they kind of did him dirty, you know, like he left because of a, you know, family tragedy. And then like having your movie get kind of butchered after that is like pretty messed up. So like in that respect, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy he got to make the movie he got to make. And now all those people can just shut up about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that's I'm the other big so thing. Happy. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> for you all. And now you can stop. I did Next learn. Stop. I did learn watching the Red Letter <laughs> Media video that apparently he never saw Zack Snyder never saw the Joss Whedon cut. His wife and Chris Nolan saw it, or uh, Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Nolan saw it and told him, don't go see it, whatever you do. So he ha he never saw it. He just cut together his version of it. <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying. Some real That's friends. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's... The, the, you can feel the animosity from seeing the differences in the two cut because it's like... Imagine if Callie, like you wrote or I wrote a review and then I gave it to you and then you were like, I'm rewriting this entire thing and I'm going to make it like what I think the game is and then just publish that. And then I had to read it later. That's what it's like. Because yeah. it'd be like, what the fuck happened? Be like, excuse, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Zach, Zach Snyder clearly got done dirty by Joss Whedon, but also like, I just don't care anymore. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I am so glad i don't care about any of this like this sounds exhausting i've liked hearing about it from you like like that's i'm happy that i can just hear about it from you guys i'm never gonna watch it i don't have the patience i well, yeah it sounds like some beef though L last thing i'll say on it is that i think part of the reason why i did sit through four hours of it is that there's something interesting about watching a superhero movie that's not marvel because all marvel movies at least to me, just to blend together. Like they all just feel like the same movie. They all, they all shot in similar styles. Mm -hmm. They have a similar arc. Uh, they, they, I just find them very predictable. So like seeing this weird, not really a movie four hour experience that is darker than most superhero movies, but also really messy in another way. It was just kind of 
was just fascinating. And just yeah, the whole yeah. story behind it is fascinating, to be honest. Like, not the story of the movie, just what we've been yeah. talking about. The story of how it got made. Yeah. But anyway, Callie, what have you been up to this week? Well, I got Game Pass finally. <laughs> Woo, nice. So I went on an absolute spree downloading stuff. Um, and I finally played some more Donut County. I had previewed it like i had gone to a preview event i think it was at e3 a couple years ago before it came out and i just never got around to playing it and so it's on game pass i downloaded it and i i really think i thought this when i did the preview too uh that the writing in that game is so sharp like there's text messages in that game that are written like real text messages that like real human beings would send to each other like friends that and like each person has their own texting style and it's really distinct and it's not like a ton of uh dialogue or anything in the game like not a ton of writing but the writing that is there is so sharp um and we talked about this a little bit with ben uh with uh jared petty when he was on um it's a game by ben esposito and like you just see the skill coming through in that um it's also just kind of a relaxing game you're just you're moving, you control a hole and you move the hole under stuff and stuff falls in the hole. And it's not like difficult. It's just that the there's surprising, clever things that happen. Like you move your hole under some, this, oh, I hate having to describe this game the way that I have to say hole so many times, but you move the hole <laughs> under, <laughs> under like some corn and then you move the hole under some fire and then like popcorn comes out and like, like cute stuff like that happens. Um, that's like consistently surprising. So I'm really glad that I took the time to check that game out. Finally, um, just like a nice little experience. And I would imagine probably a little bit better on console than on mobile, which is, I think where I had started to play it, uh, when it first came out and I dropped off. Uh, and then I also played some project winter, which is, another social deception game. I really like it. I like it a lot more than Among Us, uh, possibly just because no one is saying sus every five seconds. Um, but mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's an interesting kind of like isometric almost perspective. Um, and I didn't actually in the games, all the games that we played, I didn't get to be the, the uh, version of imposter, which I think is traitor in mm -hmm. Project Winter. Um, but it's cool because there's a lot more possibilities I can see for ways to play that role, like ways to be the traitor. Because as a survivor, um, your goal is to like fix up, like complete some tasks essentially and, and fix some things and then escape the location you're in. And uh, as the traitor, there's more ways to sabotage than there are in something like Among Us. Like like I was, I see, I don't want to, I don't want to say my ideas because I haven't played the trailer yet. And I still want to be able to kill Jake when we play next time. But uh, like there's really clever things like you can poison stuff and like that way, maybe the people won't catch on to your um, antics so quickly. We were playing with Matt Paget and uh, a bunch of us survivors were trying to like craft resources to put them into this thing to fix it. Like, I think it was the power or something. And 
it was like gas cans that we needed and we were scrambling getting the materials to craft these gas cans and then put them in and we needed eight and it was taking forever and then we realized like somebody's taking them out like somebody's <laughs> stealing them and sounds Matt like Padgett, a Padgett move that Matt sounds- <laughs> Padgett had been taking them and then yeeting them into the woods just throwing them it. into the woods I knew it. And that we, guy, that guy is desperate for attention. He'll do anything. Yeah. and then, and then we all banded together and killed him, and it was great. <laughs> and then, like one game, Jake came up to me with a crossbow, and I was like, "Don't do this to me! Like, don't do this!" And then I ended up punching him to death with help. Somebody else came to my rescue because the aiming is not great. That's the probably the worst thing about the game right now is that like that the weaponry the way the aiming works it's like a twin stick shooter almost and it, it doesn't quite work for me yeah i but, think it uh, needs to be though i think it needs to be kind of tough and unwieldy to like yeah, get a little yeah. more balanced yeah. i will say I, mean, I got a shotgun at one point because you can't shoot when you're in the the base like you you, you yeah. can like look at the trader but you can't actually like attack the trader so it's me and both the traders and i have weapon parts so i craft a shotgun and walk out and they're like oh shit he's got a shotgun and then they step outside and i follow them and just kill them both with a shotgun i was like damn felt pretty good yeah there's a lot of cool like emergent things to it like at one point so you can pick up a walkie-talkie and it goes to a walkie-talkie like slot in your inventory and typically Mm -hmm. the only way you can communicate is with proximity chat um and so you like on xbox it was like lb i think to to talk and um only the people nearby could hear you but with a walkie-talkie you can use like rb or whatever to um talk to somebody but there's two colors i think and you can only talk to people who have a walkie-talkie of the same color as you and so i picked up a walkie-talkie randomly i was with matt we were both survivors this time and i picked up this walkie-talkie and i like very tentatively talked i was like hello into the walkie-talkie and uh, one of the guys we were playing with, his voice came through and he was like, oh shit, Kelly, is that you? And I was like, yeah, man, like, are you alive? And he's like, yeah, we like just didn't like they're, they're the traitors and we killed them. And uh, where are you? And I was like, we're waiting at the helipad. Can you call the helicopter for help? And he was like, yeah. And part of me was like, if he's the traitor, I've really just fucked us. Like, <laughs> I really fucked us. But he wasn't, and he called for help, and he and Jake come running to the helipad, and we all got on, and we escaped, and we won, and it was so like it was so clutch having that walkie-talkie. So there's there's really cool stuff that I really like, um, and I'm excited to play more of that game. And of course, you know, just plug it away at Animal Crossing. That's what. I, but but you guys know I didn't. I I'm excited. I had other stuff to talk about this week. It's, it's been great. <laughs> I got Game Pass. Woo. <laughs> game Pass, baby. <laughs> To more how's Marvel's Avengers. Is it good yet? No. No, it's not. <laughs> and I want it to be so badly. So I I, uh, I worked my way through. Uh, um, so before it came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get ready for the PS5 version by um, hitting power cap with uh, Kamala. So I did that and I was like, okay, ready to get into the new version. New version comes out rigmarole of moving your save over which was just not easy well it was easy it was just like time consuming it's like you got to download 
the new you got down make sure the old one's there the old version of the game is there ps4 version you got to sync your save mm-hmm. and then download the new version and then let the new version grab the save and then you god. can delete the old version and i'm like oh my god please yeah that's like a and weird it's like, way i don't yeah, know it's why, not like, it's something with the ps5 it's just like because yeah. tony hawk uh does it too um it's not that and, bad and but my internet it, yeah my internet, internet sucks, so yeah. downloading like a massive game constantly is like, please stop. Um, but yeah, and then I, I was I started playing, and I was like, oh, I got like halfway through Kate's Kate Bishop's uh, Hawkeye stuff, and uh, I was like, I'll finish this, and then I'll move on to Clint stuff because the Clint stuff is now out. Um, and it, I've been it took over the weekend. I like. I tried to finish the Kate story. I'm I was halfway through when I started it, and I could not do it because it was so boring. Like it's, I did like, I kept doing what I turn it on, do one part of the mission chain, and just be like, my time is better spent elsewhere, <laughs> and I'd go do something else. And then the next day I came in and I'd do another thing, and the mission was the same each time. Go to this area, go to this point, fight this wave of enemies, you're done. And I'm just like, okay, this is just the fundamentally, like the the mission formats are just dry and boring. And I think I reached the point. So like, I have a we have a crew that we play with. It's like me, uh, Sam McCarty in the UK, um, Andrew Goldfarb, Greg Miller, and friend of the show, Dawn, friend of the show, um, friends and, of the show, and like friends of the show, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've reached the point where I'm like. If one of them isn't playing and wants to play, I'm not going to play this game. There's there's no reason for me to. It's not like Destiny where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to do it daily, um, mm-hmm. or I'm going to kill some mm-hmm. time doing this. There's no there's no reason for you to do that. There's nothing. You'll get nothing out of it. And so I'm just like, it's still on my hard drive, and they've announced just enough to. I did an interview with them, and I talked to them, and they've talked about what they've got coming, and it's just enough for me to keep it on my hard drive. But I ain't excited about it. Anytime I need some space, I'm just like mm, looking at you, Avengers. You could be caught. <laughs> You're on Especially thin on ice. that PS5. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you thin ice, Avengers. Um, but yeah, they've got like, I don't know. The, the, the Black Panther stuff is coming at the end of the year. And I'm just that's like, so that's the long. one thing that they've got. that they're. Ex- I mean, it seems like it's the end of the year. Spider-Man is basically vaporware at this point. <laughs> Like he's they they announced him and then every, anytime someone asks them they're like a spider who what are you talking about <laughs> you're telling me a radioactive spider bit a boy wow that sounds are you wild. telling me a shrimp fried this rice yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just I don't understand like the thing I keep coming back to is this game should be a a massive success and I cannot believe how dull it is and i also cannot believe how i keep wanting to play it and going back to it and each time i do that i'm just rewarded with just the driest content and uh that's the marvel's avengers experience as it currently stands <laughs> they've got a black widow event coming when that movie is out although yeah and no, i still the movie's date hasn't changed actually so like it's it's going to be there they change they're going to add the red room and they're going to they have new missions I can already tell you exactly what those missions are. That's how predictable this game is. I know exactly what's going to happen. I can tell you the exact format of the of the missions. It's going to be boring harm room shit where everything's red and you have to fight your way out 
and that'll be it. And we'll play it for the the worst thing I can say about it, it's a game as a service title, and I they released a new major expansion this or they released some DLC and I got maybe 2 hours out of it. That ain't that ain't a games as a service, bro. Nope. <laughs> That's like games as a brief hit and then moving on with your life. <laughs> if, yeah. God, yeah, I I, st- I never even finished that game. I got to the part where you're playing as Hulk, and I was like, no, this is, I can't do this. <laughs> it's and so early. I stopped there. <laughs> that's like, it's, yeah. That's, that's, like uh, that's like half an hour into chapter one. Yeah, that was yeah, like part of the much. demo. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's like, it's, the actual the, the campaign is good. Like, it, it, it turns right. out to be good. Um, or like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, Kamala's amazing. I enjoyed and some Kamala's, of the characters yeah, and like the st- I like yeah. the way the story was headed and like playing as some of the characters was fun, but for some reason Hulk was just like I was like, no, I just don't want to do this. Maybe I made it a the little worst, past Hulk. The worst thing I can say in that game is I have like a, a pretty leveled up Hulk and I still have to punch robots about fifty times before they die. I'm like, this is the incredible Hulk. He like <laughs> looks at enemies and they just vanish into thin air. Like he has like thrown gods around the planet and i'm fighting this one robot punching him and i'm just like every hero in this game feels not powerful and that's a major problem did you ever play was it hulk ultimate destruction it was like that open world yeah. hulk game. that was a game yeah that game that was, was a game i love that game as a kid I that was a game throwing like tanks around building yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, you ever played building? rampage you ever played rampage yeah. it was pretty much yeah, like rampage. an open it's world rampage much, yeah. but you were hulk <laughs> <laughs> remember the the hulk ultimate oh, destruction team went on and made prototype and people were like no thanks yeah. <laughs> oh. rip prototype came out and then sony went we've got an infamous and then everyone went oh, oh god yeah that was that was at the same like week? yeah that was the exact oh. same thing i remember because i was working retail and there was a guy that i worked with who was like which one are you going to buy? And I was like, I'm going to go for Infamous. It seems like my kind of thing. And he was one of those people who was like, huh, that's uh, Infamous looks boring. Like, you know, <laughs> it prototypes cool. It's like edgy and that kind of stuff. I was like, it's rated M. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we'll see how that goes out for you. And then like a few weeks later, I was like, so how's that uh, prototype working? And he's like, let's not talk about this. <laughs> well, Jean-Luc, you've probably been pay- playing one of the biggest games of the year so far. Mm-hmm. And that is Monster Hunter Rise. How have you been? Ha- have you been doing with it? I I think it's fantastic. It's uh, I feel like I should. It, people always like ask like, well, what's your Monster Hunter credibility? It's like one of those weird franchises. Get, whip it, your monster peen out. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's been around for so long, and and um, uh, I I unfortunately have only played um, World. I tried to get into. Um, was a generations ultimate on the switch and uh i just couldn't get into it like mechanically it it's yeah so uh there's so many quality of life things that world made that i was just like i can't get into this i'm sure it's great i, I respect the people who, who who love it um <clears throat> rise however is builds off of world and and so all the things that i think like world did great that um it continues with so it has a lot of the like the quality of life stuff being able to uh like pick up items as you move um just like the the fluidity of the animation um and the nice thing about it compared to world is that because it's so it's technically not the same engine it's actually uh i think world was using mt framework and this is using the re engine but um 
one of the complaints about world was that because they had to rebuild it for uh hd there weren't as many monsters um i forget the total like count in world but uh generations ultimate had like 90 plus so a lot of people were like this isn't enough monsters to hunt this is this is bullshit uh even though like i played it and i was like oh i thought it was pretty good i i had a good time uh but this is like feels more substantial where it's like okay they brought everything in from world and then are just adding more on top of it also this game is uh japanese inspired in its setting which is Mm -hmm fantastic and in my opinion way more interesting than like the weird new world colonizer vibes of of monster hunter world (laughs) i mean like it was fine but it was a little like okay it's like sure we're like in a new world and whatever and this is like uh all the monsters are inspired by like yokai so you're like this is great and then like every introduction is a cutscene where there's like a, a poem about each uh monster they're very cheesy but they're like it's very fun i love that i love it's it like too. really really like poetic and they're like now smash this thing yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> uh so i just i love the vibes the soundtrack oh the soundtrack is oh absolute banger just like wall to wall like everything also, in it is so good titles title sequence title like, sequence the title screen it's like Capcom, when they do title screens, they do good. Like they do. It's, it's Dragon's Dogma, kind of like, I'm just going to let this title screen rock for a bit. Because mm-hmm. I turned it on for the first time, and I was like, I just sing to me, nice lady. It's very nice. It's like soothing. <laughs> and it was like, it's like doing panning, and she's like sitting down and doing like this really heartfelt song. I was like, I love this. I don't want to play this anymore. This is <laughs> now smash a monster to death. Now smash a monster to death. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I, I, I think they just... They make so many little changes that I think, for me, makes it uh, more enjoyable than World. Specifically, I think because it's on handheld, they they kind of have to like streamline some of the processes. So, like in World, they had this like it's HD, so we have this like big hub, and you're kind of like walking upstairs and going to these multiple locations, and there's like an elevator you take, and it, it's cool. But after a while, you're like, I just need to quickly get to the cantina. I don't want to walk or I don't care about this anymore. Mm. Because it's on Switch, the hub is super confined. You can just instantly fast travel to anywhere and it's like instantaneous. So it, it everything feels snappier in the game. It feels like you can just get to where you need to go to get what you want so you can get back to the next fight. So everything just feels like really, really uh, immediate in a way that I think is like more beneficial to the game. Like it's not trying to impress you as much with the visual so you can just focus more on on the fighting um and then the fighting itself i feel like they've made a couple of really smart additions um the first being the or the biggest being the wireframe which or a wire bug uh which basically is like a grappling hook uh that you can use both in traversal and in fights in the traversal it's great because it allows you to like ninja run your way on walls um and up terrain and when you first play it you you look at the map and you're like oh okay i have these like basic lanes that i'm following to get to the monsters uh but what you kind of don't realize is that you can basically go anywhere you want using the wire bug and when you get really good at it you can like chain the wire bug and essentially like just parkour your way up like a mountain if you want to and and that can get you to like different um uh, advantage points so you can get to like certain special rare resources so there's like a sense of verticality that um they've added with it that i think just like 
makes running around really fun in a way where because like world had that verticality too but it kind of sucked because if you were like fighting a monster at like the top of like a, a tree and you get knocked off you're like okay i gotta spend five minutes mm-hmm. walking my way back up this like a monster knocked me off in like mid-air i like grappled back onto the ledge and just like got myself back up and it felt super satisfying the amount of times in Worlds where I've been like running away from a monster and forget that there's a ledge there and like turn the camera at the last second to see that oh shit there's a ledge there and my hunter's <laughs> like it's too late buddy we're leaping off this and I'm just like oh I was like oh my god it's got like the wire the wirebug stuff it's got big like uh, bionic commando vibes for me oh like, yeah, yeah whenever yeah. I'm playing it I'm just like this is bionic commando monster hunter and I'm very into it's, it it's really good it, it's super fun. And, and then it also comes into the combat where you can use it to do like certain combos and they um, have like unique combos for each weapon that uh, uh, you can then even like go and trade them out. You unlock like new combos as you go. So like it, it's just like all of the complexity of world and then they've just like layered even more on it. Um, although I feel like it's not complex enough where it's hard to understand in well. Yes and no. I would say it still has that Monster Hunter problem where, like, if it's your first time playing it, you're probably going to be, like, pretty confused and the tutorials aren't the best. But Mm -hmm. compared to something like Generations Ultimate, where I tried going from World to that, and I was like, I have no idea. This is, like, building off of, like, you know, three 3DS games worth of, like, mechanics, and I have no idea what I'm doing. This feels like a more natural uh step from world to jump into and and i would actually recommend it um even if you haven't played world because i think just the portability nature of it it, it's so easy to like pick up and try how's the multiplayer i don't know if you've had a chance because i know the servers have been on and off a little bit uh have you experienced that at all yeah no i was able to play a little bit of the multiplayer uh when it was up um for like press people it Apparently, Ben was telling me, Ben Jenko was telling me it's apparently using like Nintendo's new online like networking, oh, uh, like yeah, like yeah. the like they have like a new way that they like network. And, and this is going to be like the premiere game that shows it off. Uh, granted, it was a preview environment, so I can't speak to like the, you know, public experience, but it was instantaneous. Like I went to a lobby, um, found friends and said, all right, let's play together. Within seconds, we were just like in the same match. And then we were able to just join instantly. Had oh, no I problems with it. I hope that continues. I hope so too. It was How very many toads. Did they sacrifice for the devil to make that happen? <laughs> I, I there's got to be probably. some sort of there's <laughs> got to be some like downside to this because I never tried Nintendo and internet. Come so, on. but what about just the act of like getting into games with friends and and going back to the hub? Because I remember that was one really weird thing about Monster Hunter World. And I know people who play the old ones said it was improved, but still, I remember. Yeah. I think specifically, like trying to play co-op story was super strange right. in World. I think like you, you couldn't, couldn't was, you couldn't do cutscenes. So like in World, they had this thing where if one player hadn't seen a cutscene, they couldn't join until like after the cutscene had triggered because like oh you have gosh. to like walk around and find the monster. And so you'd basically play with a friend, and be like, okay, you join the match or you you start up the match let the cutscene tell us when the cutscene's over and then we'll join you. And it was super annoying. This doesn't have that problem because one, there aren't any like cutscenes that play during the match. They just play like before um, and they're all pre-rendered. So it doesn't have that problem on top of that. Uh, 
they have separated the single player and the multiplayer missions uh, from each other. So there's like village missions and there's hub missions and the village missions, which is the story mode, although it's pretty minimal compared to world. There isn't really mm-hmm. much of a story uh, compared to that game. Uh, but you can't you can only do those single player. So then like okay. uh, the hub stuff, you can you could do the hub stuff single player if you want, but it's meant for co-op. So there isn't any of those restrictions anymore. It's also really easy to uh, join. You, you can set up like lobby parameters. They have the ID system, which they've had in like world. You can also just pull up your friends list and just like instantly join them. Oh, nice. So it, it feels a lot. They've, they've definitely learned a lot of lessons from the multiplayer. Also, like I said, because the hub is is a lot smaller, more condensed, it's like way easier to just like go to the like multiplayer room um, as opposed to world where, again, it's like, okay, I got to travel all the way up the elevator and the cutscene's going to play and I have to wait and there's a long loading time. Like it's it's just snappy. It, It felt it felt really good to just like immediately be able to get in and start playing with people. That's so cool. I really hope they can maintain that energy when uh when the game launches because uh, like our uh review is as of this recording still in progress because of the the mm-hmm. multiplayer mm-hmm. question um but that is that's really cool i know like this is the kind of the fur the pilot of that new online mm-hmm. si- i don't know if it's a system like i don't know what you call it but um that's exciting. Yeah, I, I, hope yeah it, I hope it rolls out. Yeah, I hope it rolls out to like. I wonder if they'll. I hope it retroactively put it into like stuff like Smash and Mario Kart. And I mean Mario Kart. I don't know. I've had very good luck with Mario Kart. Mm, like yeah. it's always been pretty good. Smash less so, but like, um, I would love to see that stuff going. I'm just mm. really happy there's a portable monster hunter again. Yeah, like, uh, it, yeah. It feels great. It's like, I I really want everyone like if you liked World and you have a Switch like it, you should absolutely play it because it does feel like an evolution of that game. I'm super curious what like hardcore uh, Monster Hunter, like old school Monster Hunter people who who didn't like World feel about it. Um, or I guess, I don't know if like anyone disliked World. I'm sure there's somebody who didn't. Yeah, like I, I know I know a few hardcore <laughs> Monster Hunter. My brother was like not in, super into World and he's like, he has literal thousands of hours in various Monster Hunter games. Okay. Like, I, yeah. What, what was and, it specifically like, they didn't like about it? I think my brother was like, um, I think he's one of those people who, because we grew up playing Monster Hunter from PS2, PSP onwards, the obtuseness of it is kind of a <laughs> a kind of a thing. Like there's okay. a language to it. Yeah. So like when you change it and simplify it, it also, to a lot of people, it, it makes it uncomplicated. But to some people, it's like, you throw them for a loop. And I think that was a big part of it. Like he, the language he'd grown to like speak and understand the way it was formatted and presented. Um, it kind of changed. And I think like the lack of monsters and the kind of mm-hmm. area stuff was, was something that he was like, he, I mean, like my brother's not a maniac. He wasn't on the internet fighting people <laughs> about it. He was just like, ah, I liked it, but you know, it wasn't the best one for me. He's, he's okay. more, he, he, he's like me where he, if he's, if he's playing monster hunter, he needs to be like contorting his fingers until it's painful and reading <laughs> way too much dialogue and, and not understanding anything okay. that's on screen, that kind of stuff. All right. But like, I, I've been playing monster hunter for years and I picked this one up and I'm, I've been, I, I'm having a fantastic time with it. Like I'm, it's a new flavor of monster hunter and that's good. Yeah. I yeah. Think. I, I think it, it, the setting, like I said, does a lot to like separate it. Uh, also, Palamutes, there's dogs in this game, yeah. and they're, yeah. they're they're beautiful. You get to make a dog at the beginning. Uh, mine is uh, 
a pink dog named Sakura. Uh, and then you get to like, they're, they're called buddies. So like the, the Palamutes and the Palicos are now buddies. Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole buddy mechanic where you can like hire new buddies Aww. or you can like request uh, buddies with certain stats. And then you can just go in and like make, so you could spend, you could literally, I think you have like 12 or 16 slots. Mm-hmm. If you wanted, you could individually customize the look of all 16 of your buddies and just yeah. never actually play the game. <laughs> I have a I have a really cool white dog named Nina. Oh. Uh but the bu- oh, the buddies no! are no! <laughs> Oh wait, no! no, I just realized. No! I got got. I got got. Onichan, oh. Asobu. I was just like, "Oh, that's cute. That was probably the name of Tam's dog or no. Oh. <laughs> how, how long do you see yourself playing this game do you think you'll be spending a lot more time with it or <laughs> do you feel like you've kind of gotten your fill of it during this oh, preview experience I'll, I'll definitely play more i've put about 30 hours in although i'm sure like five of that was just like leaving my switch on um <laughs> but, but i'm, I'm boost those numbers <laughs> i feel like i'm still pretty early uh like i i, I got like the first credits but it like that doesn't really mean anything because I think there's like there's still way more story to do. Um, and then I've like only got to do a little bit of like the multiplayer hub stuff. So um, at the like, I'm not the kind of person who would probably just like play for thousands of hours and try and get like my my Monster Hunter rank score up. But at the very least, I want to fight every monster and, you know, make a couple of the cool sets that I want to make. And, and so I'm definitely I'll probably put in at least another 30 hours i bet i hope i hope they do the weird shit that they did with world like hey we put ryu in this <laughs> yeah. Geralt was in that Daryl, yeah. yeah dante yeah, I hope they do that stuff did you weird guys see shit. that ign story about the japanese company where like a bunch of people took the release date off work so they just gave everybody <laughs> the day off they were like we know why we know that sounds right that you're sounds playing great monster hunter Mon- it's Mon-hun. either dragon quest or monhun yeah. <laughs> i i knew that in japanese they abbreviate it to monhun but i didn't know yeah. that they say Drakue for Drakue, dragon yeah. quest and that blew my mind Drakue. um there's a very good uh japanese tv series called hero yoshihiko which is uh fantastic uh comedy series which is basically a parody series of drag Drakway, dragon quest <laughs> um so if you ever want to have a good time watching a rpg live action series <laughs> find that out find that it's good what if i we'll have to send a- it to jake because he loves i mean it's not anime and he loves dragon quest <laughs> they're genuinely like the first thing that happens in that series is they're like the hero leaves his town and there's a slime there and he's like what the fuck it's, just, it's an actual slime it's like whoa what, what if i want to watch some sort of like live action monster hunter is there like anything good for that you think sadly not let's not talk about that one <laughs> fair enough i don't i don't i want to know what paul ws anderson has on capcom executives that they keep giving him their franchises to absolutely like shit on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want to? We have got like some of the most valuable gaming IPs. Let's give it to this guy so he can cast Mila Jovovich in the lead role and then make it shit. <laughs> I want to know what his take on like a Devil May Cry would be. Oh my I would god, that sounds fun. Know. That sounds fun. Have you guys seen the Please. Silent Hill movies? Movie the f- wasn't the first one like okay. The first one's okay. I don't know until which one not. I watched, but 
I just remember being like, <laughs> wow. All right. I just remembered. I don't know if this has turned out to be true, but IGN published a story that was live action or like the next Resident Evil movie is called Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. And I saw that and I was like, that has to be a joke. And I don't, I think it's actually called Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Really? Which is uh, <laughs> just like Capcom, please show some respect to your own franchises. Who's making don't, that one? I probably Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul W.S. Yeah. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. <laughs> no, it, it is actually called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, what? What's wrong with them, man? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> All right, and we are back with listener questions. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at redventures.com or you can join our Discord server by deeming myself or Jean-Luc or Tamor and we will get you right in there where you can ask your question in the GSAD listener question chat. It was a bit of a light week, uh, but thankfully, Kevin from West Hartford pulled through and gave us a couple questions, but I pulled one of them. Uh, Callie, do you want to read this one? Sure. Is there something you wish you could change about your play habits? I need goals to drive me forward, and I wish I could just enjoy a good sandbox without an end goal. Again, that's from Kevin from West Hartford. I mean, the big one for me is that this probably stems from my Smash Bros rant I had earlier in this episode, but I wish I was able to stick with a game longer that I enjoyed and just like force myself, not force myself, but get better at it rather than just seeing credits or checking off all of the things I need to do and then just moving on. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably a big one for me. Mm. Right now, I wish I had more more ability to focus on things as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think Lucy mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but like, I don't know about you guys, but I really struggle to read things right now. Yeah. And and like, I I have been forcing myself to try and play games but like it means that rpgs i really struggle with currently mm-hmm. i got i got 90 hours into persona 5 royal um and i reached the threshold of the new content and it and i just couldn't do it anymore like i it, i that's where i snapped push and through I was like it can't all be for nothing <laughs> dude i i'm on the you know the collective uh the uh, right at the end the collective um palace where you're running up that basically working your way up to fight that god thing right at the end i'm there and i just i love persona 5 and i just do not care i just want to get to the new content i'm like just go away stop making me fight you i don't want to do this and it's like the bosses become progressively more of a grind as you get towards the top they do that thing where they become harder and harder mm-hmm. and they yeah. and they stop having weaknesses and I have tried four times to finish that section because I know the new stuff is just on the other side. And I'm like, I can't do this. And like stuff like text boxes appearing and being like them talking. I'm just like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it also means like, I realize that I'm, I'm in that kind of space right now. And it's making me dislike certain games that I ordinarily would love. And I'm actively avoiding playing certain games that Mm -hmm. I know I like and I want and I know I will like because I don't want where I am in my life and my headspace to impact that. So I had to like put Yakuza Like a Dragon down 
because that's kind of like that kind of game. I know I adore that game, mm. but I don't want to play it when I'm in a very irritable mood. Mm -hmm. So because I don't want to like project onto it and come away with it in the in the same way that I have with Persona. Um, I still so like right now. I wish I could read and I wish I could focus on things. I'm just like bouncing from thing to thing, and I'm just like, I guess I'll just play Sekiro again because that was that was good, easy comfort food, comfort food, yeah. I love uh, that you yeah. described Sekiro as easy. Um, <laughs> I I totally get the irritability thing, though. Like, I, I think after a year of this lifestyle, I think a lot of people are feeling that. I've definitely been more irritable. And, like, that. that's kind of, to answer the question, like, my, my answer is pretty similar. Like, I struggle to start things. Um, I'm just really, like, I, I'm very good at like continuing to play a thing for a long time because i'm so used to the routine of it or like i don't have to learn a, a new set of skills to to play it whereas starting a game i like the hurdle for me is like oh my god i have to learn how to play this and that's what got in the way of me playing persona 5 for so long is that you're just bombarded with tutorials early on and i was just so overwhelmed definitely a a facet of ADHD that has affected how I play games. And so not mm. entirely pandemic related, but I, I do wish that I could, cause there's so many, like I love Persona 5. I'm so glad I finally played it. I really want to play like a dragon cause I know that I will really love it. You will like it. <laughs> yeah. And, and Hitman 3, like I've been talking about playing mm -hmm. Hitman 3 forever and I know I will enjoy it and I can't wait. Like I, I, I excited to play, but there's this stupid little gnome in my head that's like, but it'll be hard to learn and you have to move your Xbox to a different room. And then I'm just like, and then I just don't begin because I'm like, God, I have to unplug the Xbox and move it to a different TV. <laughs> and like, that's how I am with literally everything. It is a curse. Uh, and so I, I definitely wish, I mean, I guess I just wish I didn't have ADHD. Because <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think for me, it's more um, my biggest issue is like, I wish I could play games without needing like the like an external thing in the background. So like there's some games where like I never finished Death Stranding. And part of it is that that game is like a mood piece almost. Mm -hmm. And like you, you really want to like soak it in and you really want to like you know, soak in the atmosphere. You don't necessarily want to like listen to a podcast in the background. Right. And like, I want to respect the game. Like, I'm sure it's fine if you play it with a podcast, but like there's that part of me that like wants to respect the game for what it is and like properly sit down with just the game. But I have such a hard time doing that. Like, I'm like, I need to play something where I just have like 20 things like blasting. Like I need to have like a TV on. I need to have a podcast mm -hmm. going, turn Your the microwave like, on, like just if, whatever. <laughs> If I am at any point slightly <laughs> understimulated, I'll scream. Like, yeah, that's exactly. That's the ADHD yes, brain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I want to give. And, and so like, rather than like play a compromised version of like Death Stranding where I just have like some random bullshit on the background, like I just decide not to play it because I'm like, well, if I'm mm -hmm. not going to have that experience, then I just won't play it. And uh, yeah, like that is preventing me from playing uh death stranding is preventing me from playing red dead 2 all the way through it's prevented me from playing more breath of the wild like i guess like like games that like demand like a, a level of atmosphere to like 
appreciate them. Even though I like probably could just play them with the podcast on, it would be fine. I'm sure plenty <laughs> of people have done it. Like there's just that part of my brain that's like, no, I have to experience it. The, the, the way Kojima meant for it to be experienced. <laughs> I have to be able to listen to the low roar soundtrack in the background while I walk Sam up this mountain and anywhere just, else is just not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I just downloaded Redownloaded Death Stranding because I'm ready. I think I'm ready. <laughs> I for actually, this is just making me want to replay it. Maybe we can do like a little book club and oh, that'll be I'm the thing that, that gets you to. That would actually be a great motivator. It's like having some sort of like, you have to, you have to get through chapter two by Saturday yeah. or something. A nice cause... Pandini sort of game. I heard the word Pandini, I think on TikTok. I think an Australian person said, called it the Pandini. And I just, it, I have it. I have not been able to stop thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we should definitely do that. I would love I, that. I mean, I, at the very least, like you'll play it and see like, oh, Callie's left the lighter here. So Yeah, maybe we can have, oh, that's great. I would love to, if we could find a way to see each other's stuff. That'd be so cool. I, I replayed like 70% of it when it came to PC last year. I played a lot of it. I didn't think I'd play that much of it. I played a little bit of it just because I built a new PC, got a new graphics card, and I wanted to see how it looked. And I ended up playing a lot more than I expected. But I'm worried to go back to it because I'm worried that all of the roads that I had contributed to and stuff may have deteriorated mm-hmm. by now because it'd be really annoying to walk away for a long time and come back to find all of that. I feel like you just have to restart, gone. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious yeah. how that works if, like, because that, that was the one the thing way, that I... the way you build to it is like pretty mm-hmm. natural and you're like prepared for it but like going back into that world where it's like all right get from this side to this side and also all your roads are destroyed i'd be like well fuck well, nope not doing that yeah because like playing it the first time around i didn't feel like the roads were kept up by other players and that might have just been because i was playing pre-release but so yeah i am that actually is it yeah, I mean, I think like you have to contribute first in order for it to show up. Uh, like, I don't think. Uh, no, actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. It's been a while, well, but we can I remember... do a little journey together. And yeah. Find <laughs> but I remember putting a lot of resources in roads because I was like, yeah. I'm just like the only way I'm beating this game is if I'm on solid, if I'm on a road the entire way, if I'm driving on pavement, and then I stopped. So. Yeah, but yeah, that one. Red Dead 2, I need to I need to play through Red Dead 2. I've just every time I try and play it, I have a good time and then I just like something about my brain like just will not let me because it's like I like you think about it, you're like, oh man, that just sounds like so much work. Yeah. To play yeah. it. Like you just like you don't want to play it because you're like thinking about like how involved it is even though like when you actually play it it's like fine it's, it's not a good work time. when you're playing it's not work yeah but it feels like work when you think about it and you're like oh i'm just ah. <laughs> yeah i'm slowly replaying that too on pc and like i'll play like for four hours and i'll, ha- I'll finish two quests and or two missions it because the pace is just so slow so i get that feeling of like man i I, that would be my whole evening and I probably wouldn't make a whole lot of progress, even though you would, it just doesn't feel like it. Cause, cause I actually like role-playing games like that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll like taking my time. Like I don't want to just barrel through the main story. I want to like walk around the camp and, and talk mm-hmm. to everyone and be like, Hey Jack, like what's going on? Eat like, some let's, food. let's go fishing and I'm going to eat some food every day. Like I, I like doing that. Um, like that's how I like to play those games, but 
<laughs> yeah, it's like I gotta go live my, my second life in Red Dead for a couple hours. It just sounds. I like just play a Lenny mission and then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't been spoiled on that game somehow. Wow, that's good. That's so, good. Well, you've played Red Dead Redemption, so you know where it goes. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ultimately. <laughs> oh my God, that was another thing. When I reviewed that I game, that. I was like, we. I, we all know how this will end. And people were like, how dare you spoil it? And I'm like, it's a prequel. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's and your like problem the, if you don't know how Red Dead Redemption ends. And like the game very much knows that. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like the game yeah. is like very much like knows that you know what's happen- gonna I, happen. That's like that's like the point. That's the tension of the game is that I you know. know what's happening. I, I have gotten accused of spoiling things a couple times just because people were not as knowledgeable as I was. Like even with a cyberpunk review, I said something about like how Johnny Silverhand dies and people were like, fuck you for spoiling that. And I'm like, fuck you for not knowing how the ga- like the tabletop game works. 20 year old, 20, 25 year old tabletop game. Why are you so excited for this game? You don't even know anything <laughs> about it. Have you seen that picture of uh there's like this picture. It looks like CCTV picture of this dude buying like a special edition of Cyberpunk 2077. And like, it's like really grainy. And like the guy you can it, like zooms in to show the guy's got like a really cheeky little smile. And then like, it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, he's just in a random store. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Love that for him. Uh, last question here is from Rocket Scientist. Bonjour, creatures of the night. My question for this week is to do with the controversy surrounding the $15 Dolby Atmos fee. Why does the internet get all twisted about something as trivial as this? The headphones work awesome without Dolby Atmos if you don't feel it's a great value. Also, you get six months of Dolby Atmos free with the purchase of the Xbox headset, so you can try it before you make any decisions. Anyways, stay safe, stay gaming, stay humble, stay kind. People on the internet are upset about something yeah. that is ultimately <laughs> inconsequential and meaningless and can be easily avoided if they just choose to avoid it. Who knows? Should we explain what this is I, for like people who I don't have no know? idea what this is? Yeah, so, Jean-Luc, so, do you want to explain it? Because I think you touched on it in that headphone video you did recently. Uh, maybe not, not. exactly. My, my thing was about Razer, but um, oh, okay. I think Michael talked about it in his review of the Xbox That's what it was. wireless uh, headset. Um, so basically. Uh, when when you get your headset, it, it's it Microsoft on the Xbox has like multiple options you can pick. Um, they have their free thing, which is I believe called like Microsoft Sonic, I think, which is like mm-hmm. their free version of like a surround sound experience. Yeah, loud Microsoft Sonic. Just Sega, not like please stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think do they have can they have a monopoly on the word Sonic? Probably not. I mean, my internet is uh, supplied by Sonic and is like exceedingly slow, so it's very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would be like the, that's like the free equivalent of like a, a, a surround sound, a 3D audio type experience. But there's also a thing called uh, Dolby Atmos, which is a um, more advanced, you know, it's got like a, all, all that, that high tech uh, Adobe goodness, um, but you have to pay for it. It's like a subscription thing. And the headset comes with like six months free. So that is like your, your, you would be, you have to pay an extra amount for your, your premium 3d headphone experience. And I think people are complaining about it because they're like, well, with, uh, you know, PS five and Sony, you just get 3d audio Tempest like built right in. Uh, granted, I don't, I don't actually, I've never, I haven't done like a comparison. I don't know. Like if, you know, the 3D Tempest is is better than like 
uh, Microsoft Sonic or if like Adobe's thing is better than the 3D Tempest. So I, I can't really speak to that, but that is essentially people are just mad that like, oh, there is you have to pay an additional amount for this like more premium audio experience on the Xbox. Uh, I didn't know you had to pay for it on Xbox. So, like you pay, f- you pay fifteen dollars on Xbox, and then just your audio quality is better. That does seem pretty strange when you put it that way. Well, I mean, I would assume that if you're paying for like the Adobe Atmos, you could use it on other things, presumably. Yeah, like you I would be able so. to use it on your your TV or your you know like computer. Um, but it's weird that that's even an option on a console. Yeah, like, I mean, I, that I, some I, I guess people wouldn't have it because they don't pay for it while others do yeah and it's not like you don't get a surround sound experience like you have yeah. like microsoft's equivalent it's just more like they have a deal with adobe where they also can offer dolby's like premium service versus like uh sony doesn't offer that they just have their own built-in mm-hmm. service so it's like i don't know like i i i get the initial like feeling of like hey like this sucks like i'm paying for an extra thing but it's also like, I don't know, that's not Microsoft. It's more just like that's a Dolby's thing. And Microsoft is just also offering that as a potential thing you can get for your Xbox. Like theoretically, you you know, if Dolby made a deal with Sony, they could do the same thing. It's just that Sony has their own built-in proprietary, you know, service so that they are or proprietary 3D Tempest Audio, so they don't need to do that. Right. Um, versus like mm-hmm. uh- Microsoft doesn't have that. And they're like, well, we'll just work with Adobe instead. So the the question here is why does the internet get all twisted about something as trivial as this? And I have some theories. I think people don't know how to direct their anger (laughs) about legitimate things. And sometimes it just comes out in the smaller, more trivial things because it's something you can control a little bit more. That would be my first theory on that. Sounds about right to me. I also think people just assume that they're being taken advantage of when they have to pay for things. And that's not always the case. I mean, I think we have this conversation a lot about microtransactions or about uh, like pay to win structures and how there are predatory, uh, you know, monetization structures out there. But some people on the internet tend to act like anytime you have to pay for something, it's a hate crime. And I think like, even when you don't have to pay for something, I come back to this all the time. Whenever there's an Animal Crossing update, everyone is so butthurt. Like, why isn't it Brewster? And it's like, it's free. What do you mean? Like, and they're like, they they act like, like they're being taken advantage of because the game's incomplete and it's not all in here yet. And it's not unfinished. And it's like, but they're not making you pay for the things you think have been omitted on purpose like yeah so i think people just have this perception sometimes that anytime you have to pay for something it's like mm. you're being bamboozled yeah that's I, I, part of it i think and, and that comes to like on some level i do blame like uh you know bad bad consumer practices that like spoil the experience for the rest of them so like for you know mm. there are good examples of like like you said of dlc but then you have like your day one Javik in Mass Effect 3, like, examples. Never forget. You, you know, you have, like, or, 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 like, 
Capcom used to always get reamed for like, here's like some downloadable skins on day one. And they were already in the game and you're literally paying to just like unlock them. Like you're not even yeah. downloading those skins and like stuff like that, like rightfully rubs people the wrong way. Cause it is kind of gross. And like, I think that that attitude is just like permeated so long that like mm. people are just now immediately distrusting of any yeah. sort of that thing so like i get i get how it happens I, I, oh yeah i get being distrustful of i do think it sucks like i think people yeah. do tend to feel like mm. yeah like you said just like direct their anger at things that like aren't actually a big deal and it's like well because you know, tackling a bigger problem is seems more impossible so directing your anger towards something that's not as important it's like well at least this isn't unsolvable but i can't ruin i, do, I can't destroy capitalism so i'll just yell about so, the 3d audio <laughs> although i would recommend being distrustful of corporations generally That's yeah. sure I, think I, yeah. I don't think i don't think there's anything wrong with being like you know uh, a suspect about having to pay for a 3d audio experience or yeah. or maybe even questioning like if the price is worth it like is, is am i paying like and i haven't tried it so i can't even say like i, I don't want to yeah. speak to the quality experience of like is it actually worth paying that much a month for that experience like i don't really know and i i'm that's not what we're saying you you get to make a choice yeah. you can get yeah. really upset about this or you can let it cost you $15 at most. Or you can just yeah. do nothing. Like I'll probably do. I'm not going to pay for this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to care. Like, oh, well, like sometimes, like, like the thing about, <laughs> the thing about social media that is frustrating is that sometimes you can keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> and like, sometimes yeah. you should. And I think like, I'd, I'd go know, as far to say most of the time. People should. <laughs> I, I, I think about that every time I tweet. I'm like, I could keep this to myself, but yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and like, obviously, like, it, it's not to say that like your opinions on things aren't important, but like really consider whether getting, like getting angry about this matters or you could just simply not pay for it. And then like, yeah, that's a, this is definitely one of those vote with your dollar situations mm -hmm. where I don't believe that's always true. I don't believe that like, like not pay, like boycotting things like sometimes that's not implemented well and doesn't actually work but in this particular case you could just simply not pay for it and also keep it to yourself yeah. it's like that meme which is like um so what if god tells me to go to hell i simply would not go to hell what's he gonna do send me to hell <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you can choose not to just just choose, yeah. choose Don't do nothing it. choose nothing I, also like as someone who like you know we work with audio a lot i i don't know if i'm an audiophile like i don't pick out different frequent like I, i'm not good with that but like i just feel like dolby atmos probably isn't gonna be a game changer anyway with your like hundred dollar xbox headphones on a console that with games that it may not be prepared for i don't know like i said i don't know a lot about this but yeah maybe it's good i gotta it, be real though like yeah. as someone who has a ps5 and has tried like their tempest audio i don't think it makes a difference at all like <laughs> yeah, personally I mean, like they made such a stink about that and i was like yeah it's i, I mean i, I, I guess think a lot of it comes i guess down i can to, hear more like good audio design like i think i'm sure the tempest helps a lot with demon souls especially when you're playing mm -hmm. with headphones but like also that audio design is so good that I feel in that the mixing is just so good that I feel like even if we didn't have the Tempest audio, if I was just, you know, 
standard audio would probably still sound pretty good. Would it sound as like present and like, I don't know, directional? Maybe not, but I think I'd still be impressed nonetheless. Yeah. Also, also stop thinking every fight you're about to have is meaningful because trust me, 50 years from now, no one's going to be like, you know, I fought in the Dolby Atmos war. <laughs> no one gives a fight. I bet you Just two years this Dolby Atmos up. thing won't even be a thing. Yeah. It'll be Dolby no one's going to care about this two yeah. weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. Don't spend your time and effort trying to be a crusader in a like a war that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that has been episode 86 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you all so much for listening and thank you guys for joining. Tomorrow, what are you working on and where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at TomorrowH. I am working on a Mass Effect video. You are Reaper I too. I have indoctrination. Reaper. Not sadly quite, not, but... Sadly not. Um, <laughs> kind of. But I, I am kind of on the... Yeah, I kind of. I am kind of on the hook for that as well. This one is about a... Oh, actually, I won't spoil it. There's a Mass Effect video coming out soon. It's 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 a lore video, uh, first of many, we hope. Um, but yeah, you should check it out. I wrote it. Um, I believe Jake's editing it, and John Luke's helping on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, big team effort, and it's gonna be fun. John Luke, how about yourself? You can find me at John Luke Seifke. Um, I you should go check out the Monster Hunter Rise review in progress that Richard Wakeling did. Um, I helped edit that, and I'm sure I will. Uh, also do the final review, which, uh, assuming the multiplayer is all good, will probably be mostly the same, but you should go, uh, check that out and check out the review in progress and just watch our stuff. Cause it's great. And we appreciate the views. Um, and then to shout out some stuff coming in on this feed, um, even though I'm not in it, uh, Evan Langer is, uh, helping do a persona five Royal spoiler cast for the one year anniversary of that game which should be going up next the 31st yes next wednesday 30th. uh yeah i think i think it's the 31st so it's next wednesday i believe um and then uh to tail off of that the week after uh which will be april 7th we'll be putting up a persona 5 strikers spoiler cast as well which i may or may not be on which jake may or may not time. be on <laughs> uh, i i I, I'm at like the very end. It's set up over there. I tried playing on that TV and I was like, I can't really read this. I should move it back to my desk so I can read things easier. And then I never did that. And that's what has halted me. Are you me. like in the final dungeon like end? Or? Uh, I think I'm in the final dungeon. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one that's like I, I'm in. I'm in uh, Osaka. Okay. So... I think there's kind one of, after, yeah, right? Yeah, there's kind of a little thing but after. It's, it's, yeah, it's, like very, it's very Persona 5-y in, in, its, in its structure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some... You should finish it. There's some good stuff that happens at the end. I want to. I, it's like I didn't stop because I wasn't enjoying it. I was really enjoying it. And then I ended up playing a lot of Oblivion because of that video I needed to play a lot of it for. Uh, so so I, I do want to get back to it. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be on that episode too. But we'll see. Anything else? Uh, you can find me at Jacob Deck and you should check out that Oblivion video and which went up last weekend. And we also have this Mass Effect video that I'm working on with Tamora and Jean-Luc, which should go up soon as well. And then other than that, leave a review for the podcast. I haven't asked people to do that in a while, but uh, we haven't gotten any reviews on iTunes in a while. So if you haven't and you feel like you want to drop us a review, give us a five stars or not. It's up to you. Uh, and finally, Callie, where can people find you? and uh 
what what are you working on for your last inky <laughs> game spot uh you can find me on twitter at inky dojiko i-n-k-y-d-o-j-i-k-k-o and uh i i'm just wrapping up some of the the final reviews that i had assigned um so i don't have anything um from me that'll be going up but just lots of uh reviews like like john luke mentioned uh monster hunter rise uh we got reviews for it takes two the haze light co-op game um a couple of dlcs for doom eternal and for immortals phoenix rising um should be getting loop hero up soon uh, that was a little bit delayed, but I thought it was important to review that game. And then, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to finish all of that stuff that I had in progress. And um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Thank you, everyone, again for listening to the show and for being nice. All right, we'll miss you, Kelly. I'll miss, miss you, you so too. much. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>